Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi there, welcome to The Inner Life for this uh, Tuesday of the sixth week of Easter. I'm Josh Raymond, and I uh, want to say thank you to those of you who helped support us last week in our pledge drive. Uh, just saw an updated co- total come through of people who uh, gave over the weekend or maybe gave yesterday, and we needed to raise $2.7 million. You helped us raise over $3 million, more than 14,000 people who donated and helped support Relevant Radio here during our pledge drive. So thank you so much. I can't say that enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, if you did miss last week's pledge drive, if it was one of those things where you thought, oh, I was going to get around to it, I wanted to donate, you still can. You can still help support Relevant Radio. And, of course, your donation goes not only to support the operations here, but it also allows us, uh, you know, when we make a little bit more than our need, it allows us to expand our operation to be able to put that money into ways that we can uh, hopefully reach new people in new markets in new ways. Um, so if you want to make a donation, you can call 877 You can also donate online at our website, RelevantRadio.com, or through the Relevant Radio app. But more than anything, again, I just want to say thank you for supporting Relevant Radio and all of the different programs that you you, uh, listen to here on our network. Now, as we begin the program today, I want to ask, uh, do you have a toolbox at home, maybe in a garage or a shed? Uh, If you rent where you live, well, you might not need as many tools. But if you're a homeowner, then you've probably acquired more and more tools throughout the years. And when you're young, when you're just starting out, you need the basics. You know, you might have a hammer, a screwdriver, some pliers, maybe a saw. But as you start doing more of those fix-ups, those repairs, those remodels around your home, you start getting more and more of those tools. And some of them are more specialized for specific jobs. Or you maybe have some power tools that do the work faster. They make the job easier. Uh, They have interchangeable parts for unique applications, and the more detailed work, the more specialized some of your tools are. And uh, you, you end up finding, as you do more around your house, that... It really is true. The the one-size-fits-all kind of tool, yeah, it's useful sometimes, but if you want to make your job easier, if you want to make the work easier, if you want to get it done correctly, you want that right tool for the job. Now, when I was a freshman in college, one afternoon in the spring semester, I'd walked back from uh, over to my dorm building from the last class of that day. And I had just climbed up the stairs, got to the floor where my room was, and down the hallway... Uh, the back stairs on the back side of the building, I saw a couple of guys come running up the stairs down the hallway into their rooms. One of them was pulling this empty 40-gallon plastic garbage can into the bathroom. And so immediately curious, I dropped off my backpack with my books. I walked down to the open doors of their rooms, 
And I found one of them with a small pan, you know, a cooking pan, and he's filling it with water from the bathroom sink. And the other boy, he's standing there next to the shower stall where that 40-gallon trash can, it's in the stall, the water's on uh, in the shower. He's trying to fill it. uh, And I just chuckled to myself a little at that point, and I said, what's going on here? And one of them responded, but they're both out of breath from running up the stairs. And they explained that they were smoking out on the backside of the building. And one of them flicked their cigarette to the ground and it fell next to this bush. And this bush apparently was dry enough that it caught fire. And now they were trying to get some water to put out the fire. Now, right after explaining this, the guy with the pan in the sink, he ends up taking it and he runs out the door and he starts running down the hall and back to those back stairs leading outside of the building where they were smoking. But while he's running, he's sloshing the water, and it's slopping out of the pan. And I, I walked down the hallway. I said, well, I want to see how, how big this fire is. These guys are really panicked. But I wasn't being panicked yet because I hadn't seen it. I didn't know what, what I was walking into. And I started scanning the walls. We're in a dorm building. It's some sort of you know public housing, basically. There's got to be a a fire extinguisher on the wall somewhere, right? And so I start going down the stairwell. And sure enough, as I walk down towards the main floor, there was a fire extinguisher in one of those little cabinets on the wall. And they had both passed right right by it when they ran up to their rooms. And the guy that's in front of me, who's uh, spilling water all out of his pan all over the stairs, he just passed by it a second time. So I grabbed the fire extinguisher from its place, and I walked out uh, the door. And I came to see just in time for this guy with the pan. He tries to toss the remaining water, not much, but tries to toss the remaining water onto that small little bush there. And it was a small little bush. You know, it it probably was not more, uh, barely bigger than the size of a basketball. And it's down at the base of the cement stairs that come out of the building. And the flames weren't even that big, you know, probably four, five, six inches off of the top of this little bush. Well, he ends up trying to throw, do kind of a heave-ho of the water that's left in his pan there. But he misjudges his aim, and the water spills onto the ground there about six inches to the right of that bush. And there's a bunch of different people that are milling around, different onlookers. Nobody's all that concerned except apparently these two boys (laughs) that were running to try and get the water. And uh, there's even a couple of people still smoking, even though I'm sure they knew that the fire was started by smoking a cigarette. Well, he, he misses with the pan of water, and he's disheartened, he's worried, and he hadn't noticed me coming out of the door behind him with the fire extinguisher. So when I stepped forward and I used the fire extinguisher and I put out the fire of this little burning bush, it didn't take me more than 30 to 60 seconds. And he ends up looking at me with shocked awe. And at this point, the second guy, he has just come out of the door. He's been dragging down the stairs this big garbage can, which probably doesn't have more than two or three inches of water in it. But all of a sudden, both of them are right next to me. They're patting me on the back. Oh, how great. Oh, that was good thinking, you know, finding that fire extinguisher. Now, it, the thing was, the fire extinguisher that I used, it was a, an old one. It wasn't one of those kind of fire extinguishers that most people have now, like the ABC fire extinguisher, which has the white powder that uh, it suppresses the flame. This was an old silver canister that just held water. It was. I was using the same material to combat the fire that these other two guys were using water. But the the fire extinguisher, it had that hose, and it allowed me to aim the spray of the water to strategically hit 
at the fire, at those perfect spots to kill the flame, I had the better or the right tool for the job. And so spiritually speaking, when we want to fix something in our lives, we want that right tool for the job. And today we want to look at one of the seven deadly sins. Sometimes they're called the capital sins or the cardinal sins. And the one we want to examine today here on The Inner Life is pride. But more than understanding just what pride is, that sin of pride, we also want to understand the virtue that combats pride, and that's humility. And just like that fire extinguisher, it's being the right tool to put out that fire that was outside my dorm building all those years and years ago. Today, we want to, when we practice humility, we want to have the strongest effect. We want to make sure that we have the right course, the right action, the right tools for the job. And so today, we're going to discuss how we can grow in humility in our lives with one of our spiritual directors, a voice you've heard many times here if you're a regular listener to The Inner Life. It's uh, Monsignor Don Sawyer, and I, I say Monsignor because that's how you've always introduced him, but he's actually Core Bishop-elect Don, uh, Don Sawyer. And I keep on wanting to say Monsignor over and over every time I uh, say Core Bishop-elect. But uh, Monsignor Sawyer, welcome to The Inner Life today. Well, thank you, Josh. It's good to be back on it, and I, and I loved your story. <laughs> Well, and great, great teaching. Great yeah, you know, uh, it, it's always nice to find real world applications uh, uh, when we can to try and you know make some of these spiritual truths come uh, come to light. But I thought maybe really briefly before we get into talking about humility, being able to grow in humility, um, Core Bishop Elect. Now you're a Maronite uh, Catholic priest. And most of us listening are probably going to be Roman Catholics. And for myself, I've never heard of a core bishop. And so I was hoping maybe as an Eastern Rite Catholic, you could explain what a core bishop is. Just give us a little bit of a, a lesson on the difference between the Eastern Rite that you're, you're with, the Maronite Catholic Church, and, and, the, Roman Rite. and the Roman Rite. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting because you, in the history of the Church, the whole Church, you know, that... Um, the the bishops were first assigned to uh, cities because that's where the Christians were first in the cities. So uh, they were metropolitan areas. So they referred to these bishops as metropolitans. Uh, what happened uh, eventually, slowly, Christianity uh, reached uh, the countryside, and uh, the people became Christian. And there was a need for bishops to minister to them in the countryside. And so the term core is from the Greek word kora, which means countryside. Uh, and so there are core bishops, you want to call it, if you want to call it auxiliary. Uh, but the whole church had them. The, the, the Roman rite had it, the Roman church. Uh, the Byzantines have high uh, archpriest, uh, mitre archpriest, or archmandrite abbot. But uh, all the Syriac churches, including Maronites, Syriac Catholics, Syriac Orthodox, uh, the Church of Antioch, which we belong to, uh, have, has continued with uh, core bishops in Latin, core episcopus, and uh, it, there are validly ordained bishops, but they're not assigned to a, uh, to a particular diocese. Uh, and, and nowadays, too, it's very honorific for, and I like to thank his acknowledgement for the work that I've done. So it's it, it's exciting, and we'll have the bishop here, Bishop Elias, and and many, many priests and friends and people. So it would be exciting. Um, the local Roman Rite Bishop, uh, Bishop Joe Vasquez, is joining us for the occasion. That's going to be the end of July. 
Well, thank you. I, I appreciate the little bit of explanation and, and historical lesson there, and congratulations on uh, that honor there. And Monsignor, thank you. Um, as we do talk, though, today about pride, um, I thought, and, and again, we want to focus more on the side of humility, but it might be good for us to just understand what pride is. As I mentioned, it's one of those capital or cardinal sins that's defined by the Church. And um, in when I was looking up in the Catechism, in paragraph 1866, there's a list of all the capital sins, and pride is the first one in that list. And I've always heard that pride is the sin that caused Lucifer or Satan to fall from heaven, mm-hmm. and it's, it's the root of all other sins. Is that accurate? Is pride that greatest, or maybe uh, not greatest, but maybe worst of all sins, the, the one that leads to all others? Well, I kind of think so. Uh, you know, I, th- I think about when you're saying that about uh, Lucifer, it was he, when he rebelled, him and his uh, uh, angels, uh, the whole point that I will not serve I will not serve. And then you see in Scripture, you know, when God asked Cain what happened to his brother, and uh, rather a smart aleck remark, am I my brother's keeper? Yeah, he, he, this is that whole pride. And our Lord said, whoever humbles himself will be exalted, but whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And so this is that ego, and this is what we're even called in Lent, and as Christians that we need to, uh, it's like, let the demon in us, uh, that evil in us die, and that's why we fast, because it's pride that keeps us from approaching God. And uh, humility, as, that is opposite, but I think it's misunderstood these days. Uh, people think you have to be a doormat to be a Christian, or humble, That and, and I think a lot of false humility going around. But what you know, defined by Webster's dictionary is it's terrible because humility is defines it, it defines it as a as a low self regard, in sense of an unworthiness, you know. And I'm not too sure I would describe it that way. Uh, Saint Paul talked about that he was a great apostle, but he gave that acknowledgement why he's a great apostle, not because Paul was so great, because God called him. He responded and he received the gifts. So, you know, we could say I'm a great uh, singer, if this is true, and, but it's God that gives us, gives me that talent. Uh, I'm good at this, you know. And, and in fact, humility is not this uh, low self-esteem. It is really knowing you're in relationship with God. That's what it is. And you're, you have pride that you're in relationship. You're a child of God. You're a brother or sister to Christ. So this is where we have to attain that humility so we could have that approaching Christ. That is, it's, a, you know, all the saints, you know, they, were, they had that union with God that they, they weren't disturbed if they were insulted and so forth. They saw the bigger picture, and that is God's love and eternal life. I hope that, does that help some? It not? does. You know, it, it also might be good to talk also, you're talking about some of the... Um, those nuances of understanding what pride uh-huh. is or, or what, what humility is and what it is not. And it might be good for us to also do that with pride and talk about the difference between a pride that might be good, you know, being proud of your kids, being proud of uh, your exactly. community, uh, you know, your sports team when they win the big game. Uh, not something that is us necessarily trying to put ourselves above or in front of or trying to have a higher regard for what we want over others. But, uh, you know, differentiating that 
from the sin of pride. Can you give us maybe a little more insight on that side of things? Uh, but it's, you know, it's, we have quite a few words uh, uh, in Christianity that are ambiguous. It's kind of hard to nail down, like grace, you know. It's, it's not uh, um, existential, not something that you could touch. Um, and humility and, and pride. We have a pride in ourselves, which is good pride. But pride, you're too proud to say to apologize when you hurt someone. That's that's pride. That's not good. Uh, is it like double meaning words? You know, um, it, it, it's pride involves self-centeredness, a perhaps perverse sense of self-love, self-esteem, um, and this is what uh, Satan and his angels discovered. Um, that that's been full of pride, and even in Isaiah. Uh, in one of the sections for uh, Satan, uh, Lucifer, the morning star says, five times he says, mentions himself, I, I will go up to the highest heavens. I will set my throne up in the heavens. I will this, I, I, I. And, and very egocentric. That's what it's all about. It's me, me, me. Nobody else in the world, just me. And, and you're doomed for failure, you know. Uh, and I like the words Jesus said, whoever, you know, exalts himself, he will be humbled. Right. And when he does it, 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 it stings, it hurts. And so it's best that we <laughs> humble ourselves. And then and the psalmist says, you know, be not like a senseless horse. And he has to be subdued by uh, bit and bridle. You know, we have to humble ourselves. And then the psalmist says, you know, oh, Lord, what you desire most, you know, it's not things that we could give to God, but a humbled and contrite heart. Oh, Lord, you will not spurn. That's what we have to be humble before God. Yeah, another parable mm -hmm. that comes to mind is, uh, and and I don't remember where this is, I'm sure it's in one of the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, or Luke, where Jesus gives the example and says, when you go to a big banquet, that you shouldn't try and go for the highest honor of chair that you could be placed at at the table. Go find the lowest one, because if you go and find, you know, one of those seats that uh, is a little more esteemed, has a little more honor with it, it's very possible that the host will ask you to move and put somebody that he considers more important than you. He'll put that person there, uh, whereas if you go and find the, the lowest honored chair, the seat there at the banquet— it's very likely that the host will say, wait, you're more important this, than this. Come on, you know, come sit up here. And so, uh, you know, it goes along with what you're saying, you know, that, that Jesus tells us the last will be first and the first will be last. Exactly. And, and what we're talking about really is this, this is growing close to God. And I think about all the saints that uh, they saw the bigger picture, and that is God and their relationship with God. So all of this stuff you start seeing, it's, it's like you start leaving it behind. The holier you become, uh, whether it's you know adulation from people or uh, or titles, or <laughs> I'm going to say core bishop, but it is, <laughs> all the titles that's man-made. If we look at it that way, right. and what really counts is the kingdom of God. How are we going to go there? Not what kind of car you drive. Not you know. Um, if you're you're a, a, a lawmaker or you know th- that stuff, you know we all, when we go before God, we can all stand naked, whether we like it or not. 
and and it's our our love in our hearts, our good deeds. Christ knows us. This is what's going to count, you know. Um, this other stuff is passing. People get so caught up in it. You know, they think they're going to live forever, and none of us can live forever. And, and growing spiritually, God is the end of our goals, period. No other. You know, even how many people say, I want to get to heaven. Well, what you're actually really for is not trying to get to heaven. You're seeking God, and God is heaven. He's mm-hmm. the answer all for everything. And once we realize we're maturing in our spirituality, um, we don't have, we won't be so proud, you know, the false pride. And we could be proud, healthily pride. We should be healthy, pride of ourselves, our accomplishments, our spouses, our children. You know, that's good. You know, that's and you, in fact, it is. If it's spiritual growth, you will think more, be take a pride in yourself, and be happy in your accomplishments. You know, I think that's a very healthy pride. Our spiritual director... T- no. I'm sorry, go ahead, Monsignor. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Josh. I was just going to... Uh, we need to go to a break here really quick, but our spiritual director is Monsignor Don Sawyer, and we are talking about the sin of pride, but more than that, we want to look at humility, how we can grow in humility, how we can exercise that in our lives so that we uh, we don't have that sin of pride that takes root in our lives. And that's a tough one. <laughs> we all know that. So what has helped you in your life as you're listening? What has helped you to recognize those areas of pride in your life? And how have you been able to exercise that virtue of humility? Maybe there's one or two specific tactics or practices, a couple of ways that you've been able to uh, find particularly useful in growing in humility in your life. We'd love to hear how God has worked in your life to grow in that virtue of humility. And our studio line is open at 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And we'll have more on this topic coming up in just a moment here on The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio Line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. If you're looking for a little help on your journey of faith, our priests are here for you. Call now. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. I'm Josh Raymond along with our spiritual director, Monsignor Don Sawyer, He's the pastor and founder of Our Lady's Maronite Catholic Church in Austin, Texas. And we're talking about that sin of pride, but even more than pride, we're talking about how we can grow in humility, how we can combat that sin of pride in our lives, and what's helped you to recognize those areas in your life where pride might have a foothold, and how have you been able to grow and exercise that virtue of humility Uh, Is there something that's helped you along the way? We'd love to hear how God has been able to help you as you look to grow in humility, look to purge that sin of pride out of your life. Again, our studio line, 888-914-9149-888-914-9149. You can email us, innerlife@relevantradio.com. And Monsignor, as we continue talking here about uh, growing in humility, 
one of the the verses that I read um, that I went back to was in St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, where he says uh, in the second chapter, he says, do nothing out of selfishness or out of vainglory. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourself, each looking out not for his own interests, but also for everyone uh, but also everyone for those of others, for others' interests. And as I was reading through that, it reminded me of the golden rule where um, Jesus tells us, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And that just kind of struck me as uh, that might be a really natural way to practice humility in our lives. If I'm treating every person as good as I want to be treated, then I'm not placing myself before or above anyone else and I have their interests uh, on the same level as my own. You know, I, if I want good things for myself, I'm going to want good things for other people. Uh, is that a good approach, or do you think there's um, – uh, do we need to go further with that idea of humility to where it's not just everybody at the same level as me, but do I need to put people above my own desires, my own needs, my own wants? And all all this goes back to what you were saying, you know, that pride, it's not wanting to get to heaven. It's wanting to get to know God and God himself being heaven. That's our ultimate goal here. Uh, I, I think we live in a world, um, I remember years ago, the advertised, I believe, Pepsi-Cola. Uh, it's the me generation. And that's so contrary to Christ's message is that it's all about me. And, and we're all very selfish. You know, everything, advertisements, you know, it's geared to if you want something, you you get it, uh, and, and self promotion, and you could look, you could be the prettiest girl at school, or you could be the most handsomest guy, or you could be the best this and best that, and you see it, you get on the highways, and people have no patience, like get out of my way, they think they're the only one in the world, and the world rotates around them. This is what the selfishness. It's all about me, me. No, it's not about you. And and that's where things are sort of thinking about, and 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 the thoughtfulness. You don't have to be a bad person, but how often are you thinking about someone else? You know, from from holding the doors or someone uh, calling someone who's having who's lost uh, the mother, or you know, it's all it, it, it goes so many ways. We could think of others instead of just always thinking about me and my ego, or I'm going to get this car or this truck. Boy, they're going to look at me. Is that why you're getting it? Unfortunately, people do do that. Or I have the biggest ring. Or I have, you know, uh, we joke about uh, guys who have, have the biggest truck in town <laughs> and they're compensating. Uh, that, that whole self-centeredness. And so how dare you talk to me like that? How dare you in road rage cut in front of me, you know? So I think this is very that, that that generation we become selfish little critters, you know, and it's very uh, it's very contrary to Christ's teachings. Thinking about others, and you when you know when you met someone who's so nice because they're not talking about themselves, they're asking you questions, you know. Uh, thoughtfulness it goes such a long way and it means so much to people, whether it's a phone call, a card, you know, does it. That's putting it to practicality. And how much am I talking about me? I remember with one gentleman, he, he talked, I was sort of counting how many times he said, me, 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 I, 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 my, mine. And uh, they're just wrapped up in themselves. 
You know, when when Ramah's College would meet someone like that, would say they're in their own bubble. Everybody else is passing through their world, you know. And maybe one day they'll wake up, there's other people around, you know. So, yeah. But your quote is very good. That's from that's uh, Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 2, and verses 3 to 5. And let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for your own, for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Thinking about others and what's best for others. Our politicians could think about that one. <laughs> but we're all kind of guilty of being, we're all kind of, we're all little selfish critters, you know, and we need to think about others and what they're going through with their hurts. When we're hurting, we want people, everyone, oh, you know, be empathetic, and that's nice that they are. But there's other people around us, and we have to think of them. And that's where we find happiness, too. Well, and as you're talking about that me culture, that self-focused culture, it brings to mind there was this poll that I remember coming out. Um, this was in 2017. But the U.K. newspaper, The Sun, they ended up reporting that of a 1,000 children that were surveyed, there were uh, 75%, three-quarters of the kids wanted to make their career in online videos, YouTube and the like. And according to this survey, the biggest attractions for that were the creativity and the fame that went along with it um, of, of the different factors. The money was not even in there until the fourth. It, it, it fell behind fame. Fame beats out being wealthy for three quarters of kids. And with that sort of atmosphere, that sort of culture, you know, as you were mentioning it, you know, I, I want this for me. I want to be famous. I want to be popular. I want the, the toys or the things, you know, that I want. I want that biggest car. With this sort of atmosphere, with this culture, how do you think we can talk with our kids, our children, about this need for humility when everyone and everything around them seems to be screaming that we really we, – we should be working towards our 15 minutes of fame? Uh, what you're saying is so true, and it's worse now because I've heard something about uh, – because so many get on uh, live stream, they do their own videos – they all have, everybody wants to be heard or seen. That's self-absorption and, and really is death to the soul. Um, and they they want to be just in the limelight. It's like a kid wanting to be on stage. Look, 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 look at me. Um, but how, that's social media. And I think about parents, you know, they've good, most of them are very well-meaning and they love their kids, but to the point that the kids don't know how to, whether it's know how to clean the rooms, clean the house, do laundry, cook, because mom and dad doing everything for them. If they trip, they fall, oh, oh, you know, it's just too much. And they make the children selfish too, you know. Uh, have you taught that child how to, how to hold down a job? Are you doing everything for the child? And it's not you're not helping the child in the long run. You think you are and you're not, you know. You're creating a little selfish creature, and then later when that creature becomes older, uh, they never think about doing anything for anyone, including their parents. You know, the kids that are working even have a job on the side. Uh, I know one lady, she gathers her kids, and she picks out a, a, some, some ministry 
that they whether it's serving food at the food pantry or uh, uh, different things, but they're, she's teaching them to give back. And I see the kids that are going to church, kids that have a job on the side, um, they develop more. I remember uh, Josh, one lady said that she told her kids, you know, she was widowed. If you get in trouble, you're on your own. I'm not coming to bail you out. And her, when her son's got in trouble, and so he says, oh, Mom, can you take me to the police station or the court? Yeah, so she sat in the, she didn't even go in. And he came out, and he had a choice, either do community work or pay a fine. So he told the judge, no, I'm paying the fine. He went out, Mom, you have your checkbook? She said, yeah. Uh, he said, well, can I have it? I need a check. No, you can't. You know, he told her what? She said, no, you better go go back and tell them you're going to do uh, community time. So shamefacedly, he had to go back on his own. She didn't go mom him. And so she she was more work for her. She had to take him, and he volunteered with kids' special needs. He had to put in so many hours. And we got where she went to pick him up, and he was still enjoying himself so much, you know. So he's told his mother years later, thanks for not bailing, bailing me out. That's where he learned to give back. Mm. And he matured. That's a great story, Monsignor. He's a nice adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and the, those moments of example, you know, I think that right there might be the ultimate answer on, you know, how do we talk with our kids? Well, if we ourselves are trying to practice and live out humility, that might be the best conversation, so to speak. I'm, I'm using air quotes around the word conversation uh, that we can have with our children. I agree, yeah. And don't do everything for them. Give them responsibilities. You know, some of these kids don't know how to boil water. You know, they go to college, they don't know how to do laundry. You know, what? You know, uh, that's not helping them stand on their own feet and having a good self-confidence and pride in themselves. That's undermining. Or shiftless, or how many stories you see? They don't. A child goes back, moves back home, and they don't even work. Ah, uh-uh. that's. No, you're not helping that child at all. And so anyways, but talking about all of us, we have to be... <clears throat> the world is more than the world than the us. The world doesn't rotate around any of us. Our spiritual and, director. And, I'm sorry, go ahead, Monsignor. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think about, you know, when Satan rebelled against God. And his thing is, I will not serve, you know. And so do we want to serve? That's what Christ talked about. If you want to uh, be uh, the greatest, you have to serve others. And that's the lessons on Holy Thursday, the washing of the feet, that we have to give back. You know, and Jesus cursed a fig tree. Why? Because every year that fig tree not only took space, sunlight, manure, um, and, it was, and water, it never produced. And what did Jesus say? You know, either it produces or it's going to be cut down. And even with reference to John the Baptist, he's talking about Israel. It, the axe is already laid to the tree. In other words, it's not producing. Down it goes. And we have to be producing the fruits of the Holy Spirit, love and patience and doing for others. That's where you find life, and that's where you find God, and that's where we're blessed. But the other way is a desert. It's death. Our spiritual director is Monsignor Don Sawyer, pastor and founder of Our Lady's Maronite Catholic Church. We're talking about growing in humility and how we can root out that sin of pride in our lives. How have you been able to do that in your own life? How have you been able to grow 
in that virtue of humility. Uh, what has helped you? We'd love to hear that. You can call into the studio, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. You can email innerlife at relevantradio.com, and we'll continue the conversation right after this here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. If you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. I'm Josh Raymond, along with our spiritual director, Monsignor Don Sawyer. Uh, actually, I should say, Core Bishop-elect Don Sawyer, uh, who is uh, talking with us today about growing in humility, trying to uh, avoid that sin of pride in our lives. If you missed any part of the conversation earlier today, you can always go back and listen to the podcast on our website, relevantradio.com, or through the Relevant Radio app. Also want to say thank you to Jim Shaper and Patrick Alog, who are running all the things behind the scenes here, um, uh, helping to screen calls, helping to make sure that everything sounds exactly as it should. And so thanks to them. And uh, Monsignor, as we continue our conversation, let's go to the phones. We've got Craig, who's listening in, in Poland, Ohio. Hi, Craig. Welcome to The Inner Life today. How have you been able to uh, grow in that virtue of humility in your life? Well, thank you for taking my call. Uh, very simply, uh, the Lord has taught me great, great humility through many years of not being able to walk. Uh, uh, gradually over the years, uh, things have gotten worse uh, physically, and you are very limited. Uh, you cannot even straighten the spine anymore. And there's many areas where the vertebrae and the discs are disintegrating, and so you have many different nerve tissues now being pinched. You get severe pain at different times. You're very, very limited on your movement. Uh, perfect example, I'm here in this kitchen in a little cot bed. That's my little world that the Lord has taught me. He, again and again, he is the one in control, not me. All right? And I praise him and I thank him for each new morning and each new day that he generously and graciously allows me to have. And I thank him for my salvation. I thank him for allowing me to be a useful tool unto him because he's taught me when I talk to people on the phone, and it could be anyone, uh, it could be a total stranger like a customer service representative that you call at a company, you have that opportunity then to have a great deal more empathy and compassion and understanding of what other people are dealing with and what they're going through, and you can be an encouragement to them, to be a day-brightener, to be an uplifter unto them, okay? And it's so much better to ask the Lord 
to use you each day you know, to allow you to be a humble servant unto him and not fall into that trap that Satan would love to have you fall into of, of feeling depressed or being sorry or, you know, oh, woe is me. No. No, that is not what the Lord wants you to do. You can learn greatly from the physical things that you are going through as the body changes, as things just don't work the way they're supposed to anymore. Uh, through that, he teaches you humility, and in different ways, he opens up doorways if you will ask him to open those doorways and show you what he has for you to do. And I'm talking through prayer. And he will show you and show you exactly what he has for you to do and how to go about that and how you can be, how you can be a blessing and a help to another human being through the phone lines. He's done that with well, me Greg, now for like years and years. A couple of questions. Yeah, I'd like to ask you, I'm sure a lot of people be curious, you know, was was your illness that came on suddenly, overnight, or gradual? Uh, a number of different things that I deal with has uh, crept up on me uh, gradually, and, uh, uh, and other things that have, that have happened that I did not expect, because I've been in different hospitals, and I was in a nursing home for over a year. Other things take place that you don't anticipate, and it just, for the way it works on the body, it makes things uh, worse. But, uh, again, it, it's so, so, so easy in our frail body and in this very earthly type of a mindset uh, to turn inward, okay, and and to, to to try to blame the world or to blame others. No, you don't do that. You don't you don't go in that direction. There are lessons. Some of them are very very dear, very costly, and they can go over many years that the Lord uses to get your attention and to humble you and to point you in the right direction that he has other things for you to do with the lessons that you are being taught right now. And that would be your advice to anyone who's listening who's having difficult uh, health problems, challenges, disabilities, is to listen to God um, not be angry, but listen to God, and He'll teach them lessons. It's a way of salvation; it means to get to closer to God, right? Much, much closer to God. Because I talk to the Lord Jesus Christ all the time. I pray a great, great deal. Because many times there's so much pain, you you forget sleep, and it can be two, three in the morning, uh, you spend that time, you pray and talk to the dear Lord above because he's right here with me. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. And 
to realize that our dear Lord above is right there with you, just as he is here with me. And he loves you very, very, very much. And he will help you if you only will open your heart and reach out to him. Mm. Beautiful. I admire you. Uh, you know, I haven't been blessed in that sense, and I don't think I could handle it. Um, and But the bottom line is this life is passing. You know, uh, it's the new life, the life we'll have with him. You know, uh, any, any words would you... Other uh, words you'd like to share with listeners? Well, and actually, Monsignor, I'm going to go ahead and move on. I really appreciate Craig's call, but we do have a number of uh, people who are listening here. So, Craig, thank All you right. so much. And, and Thank you uh, for calling in, Craig. Yeah, and, and it really does strike me as just uh, listening to, as he's sharing there, you know, he mentioned not feeling sorry for yourself, uh, almost that Craig, in the physical discomfort, the lack of, uh, you know, ability to get around, that he sees that still as even a gift from God, just to be able to give him that ability to interact with others in that time in prayer. So, uh, Craig, just what a, what a powerful witness that is. Thank you for calling. Uh, Monsignor, let's go to Dan, who's listening in San Francisco. Hi, Dan. Welcome to The Inner Life today. Good morning, and God bless you. Thank you for taking my call. But uh, I have a question about pride. I always understood that all pride was a sin. But is there good pride and bad pride? Or is it all sinful? Well, this, yeah, it's a, it's a let's say a pride thing. You're, you're taking a pride, and your your child has done very well, athletes or or, or in school. That's good pride. Uh, it's pride on you know. I think uh, Saint Paul says that he was a super apostle, but that's not out of pride. It was pride because God chose him. So to say that you have pride that what you've accomplished in life, that's healthy pride. But a false pride that says, how dare they speak to me, or I didn't get invitations at that wedding, how dare them, uh, are all throughout the daily activity, all this, it's, it's me, 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 and any little, um, uh, let's say, mistake or something is taken personally. Why did you do you, you You sat in that chair before me. Who do you think you are? That's a false pride, yeah. And we unfortunately use the same term for two different things. So pride and even in, in, in taking a pride in your how your house looks, taking a pride in your family, that's healthy. But a pride that is all about me, I didn't get picked or I didn't get elected or so forth. I'm not the prettiest girl in the, in the school. That's pride. And then we have to be humble, or else we'll, when he humbles us, you know, it hurts. So the best we do ourselves. Does that does that help, Dan? Oh, it definitely helps. Yeah. Um, so if I do some good, if I help somebody, it's okay. Cause yeah, I always proud thought of that. that um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we have. I think we should have different, two different words <laughs> in our English language word. Uh, but take pride, pride in, you know, so much pride in my parish. I could, I, so I take pride in my parish here. I could say that I take pride in the people and their personalities and what they have and how they love one another or they pray together uh, as as their pastor. I take pride in that. 
but that, in that sense, the term pride is used, and that's good. But uh, I was saying pride, I was passed over for a promotion. Uh, or I was pri- passed up because they didn't ask my opinion, you know. Or uh, take pride because uh, I have a biggest car, I have more money than anybody else. That's false pride. Uh, Dan, I, I hope that does help you, and thanks for calling in here to The Inner Life today. Monsignor, we're down just uh, uh, last minute or so here, but if somebody wanted to learn more about growing in humility, being able to combat pride in their lives, any saints that you might recommend looking at and uh, you know reading about their lives or some of their writings? Well, uh, well, two, I think about Patrick Pio, uh, read his life. Uh, also, I was reading about St. Paisios, a, a Greek uh, monk, uh, and, and, and his journey to God and talking about doing away with pride and having humility. Uh, and, and the goal, our focus has to be not just staying away from sin. No, those are just little obstacles in the road. But our goal, we have to fix yourself and on God. And I think the saints like... Uh, Padre Pio and the St. Paisios, the ascetics, the monks, um, look at any of them. Um, so I know a lot of the, the priests like St. Teresa. and uh, But uh, people, yeah, I guess the saints were real people. They had the same challenges, temptations as we right, had. Right. And, and they ran the race, and they were victorious. And so... Uh, we're we're trying to grow closer in our love and worshiping God, and and that's done only through prayer. So, right. Uh, well, and I always tell people if you wanna if you wanna change your life, pray the Rosary. That's a great place to start, right there. Make sure you pray that Rosary every day, uh, Monsignor. As we're down to our final minute here, could I ask you to offer a blessing for all of our listeners today? Yeah, Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the gifts you give us, life itself. And remind us that we're not here to stay, that we're in transition, that you're through the death and resurrection of your son, we walking with you in relationship, that you love us, you're our loving father, and that our goal is to be with you for eternity, and that is what heaven is. Take away the pride, the egocentricism within us, that we may serve you and, and witness your kingdom and praise you always. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, Monsignor Don Sawyer, a core bishop elect Don Sawyer. Hey, thanks for being here on The Inner Life. And again, if you missed any part of the program, you can always go back and listen to the podcast at relevantradio.com or through the Relevant Radio app. Another great prayer resource. If uh, you've never come across it, the Litany of Humility. That's another one. If you just look that up and find that Litany of Humility, it's a wonderful prayer if you're looking to try and grow in those strides of exercising that virtue of humility in your life. And again, thank everybody who contributed last week to make our pledge drive a success. And if you missed donating, you can always do so at RelevantRadio.com or through the Relevant Radio app. We've got Mass coming up next. Father Mark Malezeva is our celebrant, so I hope you stay tuned for that, as well as Class After Mass with Kale Clark on The Faith Explained. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a blessed day.